0: This is Health Dose, a conversational podcast that discusses your health and well-being. And today we're going to delve into the relationship between cancer treatment and the anxiety that often accompanies a cancer diagnosis. Travis Steinka, OTRL, is an occupational therapist at Mid Michigan Health. Occupational therapy places an emphasis on restoring function so that patients can get back to everyday activities and manage as independently as possible, whether at home, school, or work. Healthdose asked Travis to define anxiety
1: and explain its relationship to a cancer diagnosis. Anxiety is a feeling of worry, nervousness or unease about an event that's imminent or something with an uncertain outcome. So if we talk about cancer and anxiety, we see an increase in the prevalence of anxiety in people diagnosed with cancer. So a lot of questions. What kind of treatment can I do? What are some of the side effects? possibly losing independence, relationships changing, and then facing their own mortality. So um, anxiety and and cancer can often go hand in hand.
0: For me, it's the things that I can't control. Right, That's what anxiety is to me, which is the mind flip that I have to do. (laughs) Because if you can't control it, why are you trying to control it? But that's easier said than done,
1: especially when somebody is, like you said, facing their own mortality. Yeah, And and I often say, Jerry, anxiety is about things you can't control. I, I think the one thing, the only thing that we can't control is our response to something. So that's often what I tell people when they have that kind of comment.
0: And that is really important for a cancer patient because anxiety can affect your body in many ways
1: yeah so if we talk about anxiety and how it can manifest itself in our body i think it's important we talk a little bit about the physiology of anxiety so what happens during anxiety is the amygdala which is a part of your brain which interprets fear it sends a signal through the hpa pathway eventually it works its way to the adrenal access and releases something called cortisol and adrenaline those two things release themselves into the bloodstream and it causes things like increased heart rate, increased blood pressure. It can cause you to sweat, muscle tension, nausea, a lot of those different things. And so if we think about that increase in cortisol and adrenaline and how that can manifest itself, it can cause sleeplessness, irritability, muscle tension, a lot of really negative side effects. We need that
0: anxiety in a fight or flight kind of situation, right? I mean, th- th- our bodies are designed to do that.
1: Yes, our bodies were designed to respond to an outside threat back when we were on the Sahara running away from prey. What would happen is we would get this rush of energy and we'd run away. And what's happened in modern times is, you know, if our phone doesn't ring or checking our alerts, we have sometimes that same response. And so anxiety is a necessary human emotion. It's just gotten out of hand. Our relationship to it really is what needs to be addressed. What are some of the
0: strategies that you are working with your clients mm-hmm. on? to help them deal with anxiety.
1: Sure. Let me just start by saying a couple of things. With cancer, I understand it's a very personal and unique journey. So some of the things that work for me or work with some people don't work for everybody. So also cancer can be something that one day you feel okay, the next day you don't feel like getting out of bed. So I'll just talk about some general strategies that have been shown to have a favorable outcome with anxiety. And then I'll talk specifically about what to do when anxiety hits that panicked feeling. So some general strategies that help are things like a balanced nutrition, sleep hygiene, things like turning off your phone an hour before bed, going to bed around the same time, trying to wake up at about the same time, exercise or any kind of movement if you're able to. Those are all some general things to help with anxiety. What I want to talk a little more specifically about is what to do when anxiety hits kind of that trigger of, uh uh-oh, that panic feeling. And so we talked a little bit earlier about cortisol and adrenaline being released into the bloodstream. That can trigger your sympathetic nervous system which is your fight or flight response and so when that becomes triggered you start to get all these feelings of these physical sensations and feelings. One of the things that you can do And it seems a little paradoxical is when you are triggered, nobody likes to be in pain or uncomfortable. So when you feel yourself triggered, a lot of times what we naturally want to do with anxiety is we want to run away from it or we want to really become so entangled in it. It reminds me of an Einstein quote that says you can't think your way out of a thinking problem. So the third way that I sometimes like to teach people is a bit paradoxical, and that's just to acknowledge how you're feeling. So. Just to say, oh, that's anxiety. See, we're not trying to get rid of anxiety. That's a basic human emotion that was around to to help us survive. What we're trying to do with this approach is to change our relationship to it so that it no longer controls us. And so when you feel that initial sensation, just acknowledging it as anxiety and it's a basic necessary human emotion. And then, you know, at the risk of sounding trite, do some deep conscious breathing.
0: So again, it's about that mindfulness,
1: really? Yeah, this approach, that's what it ties back to, is that mindfulness approach. And you know, we talked earlier, I remember doing a, a podcast on mindfulness, but it is that acknowledging that sensation for what it is and not trying to get rid of it. Habitually, the way I learned to deal with anxiety was either to run from it or get really entangled in it. Both of those strategies aren't that effective. you know. And, and when somebody asks me more about that, I, I often tell them to think of, say, like a, a pink elephant. And if you don't think of a pink elephant for the next 24 hours, I'll give you a million dollars. And so that's all you'll think about for the next 24 hours. And so anxiety is kind of like that. It's a bit paradoxical in that the more you want it to go away, the less likely it is to go away. So if you can kind of give that gentle note of that's anxiety or that's sadness or that's fear, it has less of a hold on you. And this is a practice. So it's not something that happens overnight, but it's a practice.
0: I know personally, anecdotally, that dealing with my anxiety makes me feel better and using that mindfulness technique, but do we have any evidence, any evidentiary kind of way of looking at
1: people who have worked through this mindfulness while on their cancer journey? Yeah, there's a lot of studies that suggest mindfulness reduces cancer and depression in a cancer diagnosis, and we also know from a physiological perspective some of the things that mindfulness can do to counteract some of that fight or flight response. And so I had talked about taking some deep conscious breaths. And so what happens with that initial rush of cortisol and adrenaline is it activates our sympathetic nervous system, which increases our heart rate, increases our blood pressure, things like that. What deep conscious breathing has been shown to do is activate our parasympathetic nervous system. So When we feel that rush of panic, our mind is telling our bodies that we're in trouble and we need to run. We need to get out of this situation. If we're able to recognize that or become aware of that and start to take some deep, conscious breaths, our body will begin to send messages to our mind that we're not in trouble, that we're okay. And that it'll slow down your heart rate. It'll decrease your blood pressure. So if we can catch it in that moment, a lot of the problem is we... A lot of times we run around on autopilot and we're not aware of some of these sensations in our bodies. I often tell people when you start to feel that, just to become curious about some of those sensations. Is there a pain more on the left side or the right side? Do you feel a heaviness in your chest? Just to become curious about it and not to run away from it. That often lessens the impact of that anxiety. And for folks who
0: are interested I would highly recommend seeking out the other podcast that you did on this channel about mindfulness because it's very helpful information and the thing for me is it's helpful in dealing with road rage personal relationships and conflict at the office all of those things when you can step out of that anxiety you become a more effective person
1: yeah and I just actually gave a presentation last week on mindfulness it was one of the corporations here in saginaw and one of the things that i told them was mindfulness allows me to be a better husband a better father a better human being a less reactive person and on the topic of mindfulness too i think what happens is a lot of times we simply respond we simply react to a situation the way we're habitually conditioned with mindfulness it allows us to skillfully respond We're not trying to change anything about our external environment. We're trying to change our internal environment and how we react to the situation.
0: Is there a place where people can reach out in the community where they can get this kind of training? Are there classes, are there seminars?
1: I have given several trainings and seminars to hospital employees as well as coworkers. So we talked earlier about cancer and the unknowns. One of the things that MidMichigan has done is they put together the Cancer Rehabilitation Program. And so what that does is it offers prehab, which is therapy prior to your treatments. And then it also offers therapy during your treatments. And then it helps you habituate back to life once you're done with your treatment. And then that kind of has all the experts, your oncologists, your social workers. It has it at a one-stop A person's cancer doesn't happen in a vacuum and it affects all
0: of their relationships all the people that they come in contact with whether it be at work or at home in the community is there any focus on for instance the family and how family members
1: might be reacting to a cancer diagnosis yeah definitely and let me just say my experience with cancer is my mom had cancer and so I'm talking from the experience of a caregiver And so that's one of the reasons I really wanted to do this podcast is because I felt like when she was diagnosed, I had a ton of anxiety, she had a ton of anxiety, and we didn't have a lot of answers. It's one of the reasons I want to do this. So when we talk about anxiety in a person, we look at the whole person, and that whole person not only includes themselves, but their relationships and their support system. So cancer doesn't just affect the person, it affects, it can affect their relationships. It can affect the people in their family. And so when we look at anxiety and cancer, it's not just... Just my focus, I don't think, is just on the person, but rather the whole person or the, the whole support system of the person.
0: That is Mid Michigan Health Occupational Therapist Travis Steinka. The podcast Travis recorded previously with some more information on the concept of mindful meditation is Health Dose Episode 101. As always, if you have a health concern, check first with your primary care provider. For help finding a primary care provider, go to midmichigan.org doctors. And for more information on cancer rehabilitation services available in our region, go to midmichigan.org cancer and click the specialized programs under care and treatment. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Jerry O'Donnell with an invitation to check back soon for another episode of Health Dose.